Hey friends. So last episode, um, I talked about reactivity and I said that it was going to spur this whole, you know, thing about reactivity in the live wire rewrite. Well, let me tell you, none of that's going to happen right now. And I'll tell you why, because I have paused the live wire rewrite. I basically rewrote all of live wire, but I'm going to put it on the back burner for two reasons. One reason is that Livewire actually can't release, or I've at least committed to not releasing new versions any sooner than Laravel releases its new versions. And Laravel just changed to a year instead of six months. So I thought that I would be able to release a new Livewire version uh, in the spring, but that's not the case. I'm actually going to have to wait till fall, till September. So that is actually fine because I already, I finished every single feature except for one little feature. And that same feature sent that sent me down the rabbit hole before sent me down the rabbit hole again. And I don't know, I just got gun shy and was like, this is definitely a step in the right direction, but I don't want to do something that's so ambitious and rush it in any way, shape or form. I'm going to continue on with it, but it's going to be a long standing uh, project and I'm not going to hold up the rest of my life for it. So anyway, so I'm committing to the Alpine rewrite still. And uh, the loose plan is to launch it at Laracon online in the winter, um, so the, the upcoming one in March. Um, so I'm really excited about that, and so I'm working on just making Alpine V3 as good as I can make it. So with that, I'm rewriting the transition system. The, the new Alpine is a complete rewrite, um, like completely, and I've been working on it for a long freaking time because you've heard me talk about it, and I just want it to be great. I want it to be a great piece of software. Um, so I'm, I've been dealing with, with the transition system yet again, and I've gone deep on this transition system so many times. There's been so many times where I felt like my brain is way overextended. I, I am not physically capable of processing what I need to process. And then inevitably after hours of just like mind melding thinking or whatever, I would get something to work and all the tests to pass. And I've also had a lot of help on this on, on GitHub. Um, but you know, my own brain cycles, I spent a lot of brain cycles on them and then I just had to spend more today and I'm going to have to spend even more. And it's like, just when you think that a feature can't get deeper, it gets deeper. So I want to talk about Alpine's transition system and why it's so sophisticated and why it's breaking my brain. So let me start by maybe introducing, um, well, what it is. So if you in Alpine, you have X show or X if. And you can pass in some property that's a Boolean. And when it's true, the thing will be shown. When it's false, the thing will be hidden. But if you want to transition in and out of those states, uh, like you hover over a dropdown and you want it to kind of swoosh in instead of just a hard, abrupt, you know, pop in, then you would use X hyphen transition directive. And this is very similar to views uh, V transition directive that you can add transitions to toggle states. Um, and so you can pass in a, a list of classes that it will apply at different points in the life cycle of a transition, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, but I also added a little transition helper feature to Alpine because I really hate using V transition in view and X transition in Alpine with classes. Unless I'm copying and pasting like um, Tailwind from Tailwind UI, I don't really like using that stuff because it just kind of is annoying to me. So I would much rather have um, in the current version of Alpine, you can do xshow dot transition, and it'll just give you us like a nice transition out of the box, and then you can customize it with more modifiers like dot transition dot uh, opacity dot duration dot five hundred milliseconds, and you can keep customizing the transition with these dot modifiers, which I really like. Um, I know not everybody likes, but whatever, I like it. So 
That being said, that's what X transition is. So the first, so, so when I first wanted to implement it, I thought, okay, no problem. I, I was building Alpine. I was really pumped about it. And Adam really liked it, but he was like, dude, I can't really use this thing for Tailwind UI if it doesn't have a robust transition system. And I was like, okay. And I was getting all excited. And I'm like, what about, you know, X transition dot fade? Uh, and he's like, no man, like I need like full on just like view. I'm like, okay, well, how hard would this, how hard could this be? This can't be that hard. So, <laughs> so funny. So I threw out my first iteration, and this is how the basics of X transition works if you wanted to make X transition. All right, so in code, I detect when you want to hide something, and I go, wait, hold up, don't hide that thing. First, I want you to take this class string, this list of classes, and I want you to add it to the div or the you know element. Then I want to wait for a full tick in the browser because I need those classes to be applied to the element. And then wait for one, you know, re browser repaint or whatever, uh, whatever you would call it. So at the time, I think I just used set timeout, and now I'm using request animation frame. So um, I use which actually probably isn't a great idea. Now that I'm thinking about it, whatever. So I use request animation frame so that the next given frame I can add the transitions you want to transition from the class you want to transition from. So if it's opacity, it'd be like opacity zero. Then request animation frame again to then add the state you want to transition to, which would be like opacity one. So in all of a split second, you add the first string of classes that'll be applied for the whole duration of the transition. This would be your transition duration, um, which properties you want to transition. Then I do the transition uh, start, which is going to be the classes that the, the sort of from state. So opacity zero if you're fading in and then opacity one after that and remove opacity zero. So you basically have to step through these stages and add and remove classes instantaneously, but not not without breathing for a second to let the browser apply those classes. Otherwise it won't transition from one to the other. You have to let it actually apply the class um, and be available for a split second. Then you wait the duration of the transition. So if it's a th it's thousand millisecond transition, when that thousand milliseconds is elapsed, you want to then, you know, perform the hiding of the element. So where are we at here? We, oh my gosh. I'm on like step one. I got to describe this entire thing. All right. So that's the basics of how it works. The first hurdle that I ran into, um, what was the first hurdle that I ran into? Making them interruptible, I guess. Well, actually making them work with XIF, but we're not going to actually get into that. We're going to skip that. Using XIF with transitions is a little more complicated because you have to actually add an element to the page and then make it hidden and then transition it visible. You can't just add the element because then it would just be visible. So whatever. Making it interruptible so that you can start a transition, but if you change that state to be shown, you want to reverse the transition in the middle of the transition rather than letting one transition finish and then starting the other one or worse what would just happen if you didn't account for interruptions you'd start a transition in and then halfway through you would start a transition out but they would be like overlapping each other so it would go out but then it would like jolt in because the other one had to finish so whatever so that was a little bit difficult i basically have to bundle up a transition and put it in an object and then anytime you run a transition i have to go is there a transition running on this element already okay if there is then finish it right away so don't wait for the duration to finish just execute the finishing code right away then run this transition and that works well enough so that that was interruptibility which i i did conquer and then here here was the first big kahuna the first thing that really broke my brain 
we were talking about so uh, whatever like I, I guess a common thing is like in a modal if you want to x if or x show the entire modal wrapper but you want the innards to transition in and out when you transition in that's fine so the outer div just has x show so it'll show immediately then the inner div has x show with a transition so the inner div will show and then transition in and everything looks fine but now when you transition out the inner div will start transitioning out but the outer div will immediately hide so you won't see that transition out it'll just be a, a, a blip which is not good so i added this like really intelligent system i'm not saying i'm intelligent i'm saying the system is intelligent that it it sort of intelligently knows if it's an x show it knows if anything below it needs to finish transitioning and it waits for that to happen before it untransitions itself so i've talked about this before but this is why it's so difficult this would be an easy so i use promises for this because it makes sense like build up a chain of promises it would be so simple if the functionality was like let transitions finish before starting let your ch your child transitions finish before starting your own then it's easy peasy i have this promise chain and i let one start and then finish and then pass it off to the next one. So all these dot thens have nested promises and they just, you know, they just work one after the other. Or even if like a promise dot all, that would be easier too. Um, but that's not possible actually because we need to start all the transitions immediately. But we want to hold up their finishing until all their, their children are finished. So it's this very odd system where you want a bunch of code to run but one bit of code, the actual hiding of it, you want to hold up until all of its children are finished. So I did it with this like ridiculous system of, and there's so many more nitty gritty things that I could be explaining to you about kind of how difficult it is at runtime when you're, when you're defining a transition to know that all of your children and what transitions they have. Um, so that's, oh my gosh, we're at 10 minutes. So I'm going to go like a minute over. This is why this is so difficult. Well, whatever. You can imagine why that's so difficult. Today, I found a bug where I'm making transitions interruptible, but not if you transition in and out within like 30 milliseconds, which is almost impossible. But if you wave your mouse fast enough, you can accomplish like a mouse enter and mouse leave transition in and out so that like literally those request animation frames that I told you about that do the setting of those initial classes you step over yourself on those even so i had to make those interruptible which is crazy took me a little bit but wasn't like rocket science the thing that does now seem like rocket science to me i've realized that this whole cascading system that i described where a parent waits for its children doesn't work in tree mode it works with like a direct descendant line of like grandparents and parents and children rather than grandparents with multiple children who also have multiple children and then each line of the tree going all the way up works with this transition waiting system so this is bonkers and i this is the hardest part of the code for me to wrap my head around it's literally like 10 lines of code it's a nested promise chain and it's so crazy i can't look at it and understand it so every time i need to dissect it and really dive I have to just open my brain up and plug in. And that's what I have to do now. So I'm telling you about it because I, I wanted to tell someone and I thought, who better than you guys? So thanks for listening. Sorry we went a minute and 30 seconds late. See you next time.